Hey, do you want to be like me and make podcasts that everyone loves? Yeah, you do. But chances are, you don't want to spend a bunch of money doing it. No worries. A solution exists. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make podcasts super easy, then distribute those podcasts everywhere, and you can even earn money doing it. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Also, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I'm speaking from experience when I say that all those additional features like video podcasts, Q&As, polls, those are things you won't find for cheap elsewhere. But with Spotify for Podcasters, it's all totally free no catch. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Thanks. We love you. everybody welcome to pretty scary pretty scary boo caitlin oh oh caitlin wasn't feeling well she wasn't i mean she's at like eight and a half weeks so we months oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah that um she's actually pregnant again (laughs) and we uh we interviewed uh chris hansen for our podcast white wine true crime uh yesterday and I remember she was like, yeah, I was uh, at food poisoning all weekend. I was like, okay, well, I know you're due like October 25th. We still have like three episodes of The Keepers we want to wrap up. So how about we knock those out next week? And she's like, well, yeah, I hope so. And I was kind of like, you're due any minute now. You could have the baby early. Once the baby comes, like there's not much we can do. Plus, like, you're on maternity leave now. Like, what do you have to do, bitch? Like, you just hang out. You just hang out until you have the baby. Like, you've got the best job in the world. Like, I'm doing double duty here. Right? So, right? Damn. So This is why we drink and finger. This is why We're we just- drink and finger. You're sitting in Caitlin's chair tonight. I am. And it's just, you're so far away. We're, like, virtually cheersing, virtually fingering. Yeah, it's weird. You know what? Hold on. Problem. I'm going to solve this problem. Problem, solution. I'm going to solve one of them. Hey, problem, meet your solution. Winter, come over here for a minute. Oh, no, she's just going to gallop out of the room. Yeah, I was talking to Jen about it, and she said it's not even so much that the leg hurts her. She just doesn't trust it. So sometimes she'll do some good puppy gallops on three legs, and sometimes it's four. Oh, she's not. finger, Winter. Is she going to like this? Probably not. I don't think she'll care. Okay. This one couldn't be out. It's just right here by the pinky, right? Yeah. <laughs> ah, we got it. I'm red. I'm blue. Okay. Finger me. Yay. Oh, we, we did made it. it happen. Good job. Finger you, Winter. She doesn't like that. <laughs> she, no, she just doesn't know what's going on. She's okay. She's okay. She's a pretty girl. All right. 
All right. Now that we have that out of the way. Hey, we're back to it. So what are we talking about today? Ugh, satanic panic. We're talking about Satan. Hail Satan! Yeah, I couldn't exactly remember what we were talking about today, so I messaged you, and I was like, so are we talking about Satan tonight? And then it, like, it just made me laugh after, because I was like, <laughs> anybody else? It's like, such a, it's such a weird message to send out. But the notes you put together, um, I was familiar with some. Uh, Jeff May came to mind in one section of the notes, and oh, yeah? I guess we just go ahead and start. We'll just start. Shout out to Ashley Best. She actually put the notes together for this. We were going to do it for an episode of Unpopular Opinion. Well, first we were going to do it as an episode of Pretty Scary, and then we ended up uh, interviewing Aphrodite Jones instead. Correct. Which, by the way, I, even though I was uncomfortable, I loved that interview. It was so much fun. It was fun. Uh, I still want the link so I can send it to her because we're like best friends. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You might not be, but her and I are. Well, I think we have a more uh, respect-based yeah, relationship respect where a mutual understanding. Yeah, of where each she other's she work, respects each other's she respects my investigative skills right. as much as I think she I respect hers. Crazy, I think. Are you crazy? Came out of her mouth a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, everyone's crazy until the owls come. <laughs> then, yeah. then nobody has a plan. So, yeah, we're talking about Satan today. We were going to do this for an episode of Unpops once it got bumped, but now we're we're doing it for Pretty Scary. Back to the mother... Oh, no, not the mothership, the sister ship? Something like that. Okay. The other ship. The finger ship. <laughs> finger ship! Finger ship, boo! Uh, and, yeah, Ashley Best put together the notes for this. Thank you for that. Thank you, uh, Ashley. And, uh, yeah, the thing about the Satanic Panic, which is such a swinging party name for it, I do feel like Satanism was like a thing for a while. It was a fad. I remember well, like, I want to say I was junior high. I think we're about the same age. I'm yeah. I think, we're, I think we're exactly the same age. I'm 41. July 22nd. Oh my God. Are we twins? I'm March 20th. How crazy would that be if we have the same birthday? And I was like, wait a second. We were both born in Peoria. Whoa. We don't really know our parents. I know my parents. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm I mean, still alive. okay. Okay, never mind. Do you want me to call her and ask? <laughs> yes. Do you did have you a give, third? Did you give away a, a child named Carrie <laughs> who could have been my twin, who now is my co-host? It would have been the year Rocky came out, Mom. Think. <laughs> you know, whatever works. But yeah, I remember that being a thing. I remember being in junior high and um, I don't know, this is like Satan stuff, but like Motley Cure and Smashing Pumpkins and... Wait, what did I say? Motley Cure. Motley Crew. The Cure. The Cure. Uh, uh, smashing Pumpkins. No, not really Smashing. They were 90s. Uh, who was another one? There was Motley Crew. There were a lot of guys who just dressed and looked sad. Yeah. Like, they wore a lot yeah. of black, a lot of eyeliner, a lot of bangs over the face, <laughs> and they just, like, very viscerally sad, and I probably and, made out with a few of them. And it was all associated with Satan. But the thing is that, like, I remember all of this, and I remember it always being in the news. And what I didn't remember until we started researching this episode is that this was basically the 1980s version of McCarthyism, where there was just this big mass panic about one certain thing in society. And with McCarthyism, it was communists. And with this, it was Satanists. Right. And people legitimately lost their jobs and went to jail. Well, some of the some of the things that they say happened are so far fetched and so crazy. Um, and then I know we're going to get to our 
fucking hate her. Tipper Gore. Ugh. We're going to get to her and she's awful. She's the worst. She's yeah, the she, worst. She played a big part in this. We'll get to... Yeah, you mentioned some of the things being so far-fetched. One of the stories we're going to talk about is a couple that ran a daycare. And one of the... Like, there were stories going around about this couple that they were, like, put it like, drowning kids... And we're going to get to it. I think kids. it's the last one you have. Yeah. But I saw that show on date. It was Dateline 48 Hours. It was one of those. And I just remember having such a visceral reaction that it stood in my mind because you could just tell these were like the sweetest, sweetest fucking people. And I yeah. remember reading your notes and I was like, this, these are the times when the justice system fails. Yeah, it failed really fucking hard. Right. Because I'm just thinking like, what facts do you have? Again, these are outlandish claims. And it, I mean, I obviously like I was into the trial and I didn't read like trial transcripts or anything, but it's like, on what evidence did you convict these people? Right. And then they set, spent a substantial amount of time in prison. Again, I know we're going to get to it, but it yeah. makes me angry. It makes me physically angry, just like the Mariah Carey Christmas song does. I get angry. You don't like All I Want for Christmas is You? Uh, not on repeat, like my parents like to do during the uh, holidays. Yeah. I, well, I just don't like it's Christmas much. songs in general that much. I don't I'm not a Christmas hater. I do like Christmas in general. I like going somewhere where there's snow for Christmas sometimes. Okay. But I don't give a fuck about Christmas music. I feel like once I start drinking cuz I'll be honest, I'm uh I'm a happy drunk. So it's like yeah. that's when I'm like, yeah, like let's hug. It's Christmas. But if I'm like driving in my car to work, I'm like, fuck you, Mariah Carey. <laughs> like I hate everything Christmas. I'm just angry. I think I'm an angry sober. <laughs> That could be. I feel. Yeah, I feel like I. I probably am. <laughs> uh, so let's start the. So the the satanic ritual abuse scare was a moral panic, and it began in the 1980s in North America, and lasted throughout a lot of the 90s, and it was fueled by claims of Satan worship made up of several components, including child and sexual abuse, human ritual sacrifice, teenage abduction rumors, animal mutilation, claims of actual Satanists, heavy metal rock and horrorcore music, and violent and fantasy video games. Let's talk about games first. Let's do it. Do you did you have any experience with Dungeons and Dragons as a kid? My brother played a little bit um with his nerdy friends uh like in junior high. But, I mean, it was them sitting around a board game and rolling dice. And, I mean, I don't remember them, like, acting out anything or taking on characters. It was more like they sat there and played it as a board game. I know other people get, like, super into it. Like, I think yeah. Jeff May might have gotten super into it. Well, it was a thing. I knew I knew people who were way into it. I played it a couple times, but I was so young. I was, like, six or seven when... So when you say they got way into it, do you mean, like, they took on the characters? Like, they played it outside of the board game? No, well, the way the board game worked, you had to create your own character, right? Uh, so that I in they called it rolling a character, and I think you had to roll like they had they Dungeons and Dragons has all these different dice that have different numbers of sides, like some yeah. have I think up to twenty sides, and you have to roll these dice, and it it was called rolling a character, and somehow that builds your char- your individual character. And then there's like a dungeon master who uh, I remember a lot of fucking graph paper. Like you would buy graph paper and you could like build your own fucking quests for people. And it just seemed too much for me. It seemed like a lot of work. Yeah. Um, again, it didn't seem scary. It seemed very. Seemed ner- again, it seemed nerdy yeah. to me. Um, 
And I only know that Jeff played it because I believe he talked about it. I watched him do um, a set and he was talking about playing Dungeons and Dragons, but then also being a boxer for a while. So being like like a scary nerd. Yeah. He's he's like a how does he describe it? He's like a I don't know, a bully who bullies bullies, basically. One hundred percent. But I also couldn't see him being a Satanist. Like I see him like uh, I don't want to. Well, he would have to believe in or... he would have to believe in God first. Like I, any Satanist, I feel like automatically has to believe in God, right? I've not. You bring up a valid point. I never thought about it like that because I guess I I believe in God, but I don't necessarily believe in the devil. But yet, is that because I'm scared of the devil or just I believe in evil? Yeah. I don't know. This is going to be a bit of a tangent, but ha- have you ever heard that theory that we're all just living in a simulation? Uh, that, Am I a hologram? That someone's control? Yeah, like that's that's one of the theories. And I always my question when people bring that up, I'm like, how is that different from believing in God? Like it's a different type of God, but in that case, you're still thinking, you're still believing in the idea of an omnipotent creator who has final control over everything we do so it just feels like a sciencey way to say yeah i think there's a god i don't know why i i've been thinking about that a lot lately because i I feel like people bring that theory up as like some cool alternative explanation when it's really just the same thing just gives them an outlet for like i want to be evil so let me just say let me put all my chips into this and just could be. I'm into the devil. I'm into a cold. I'm into, you know, Maybe they're touching kids at daycare centers. The fucking Kellers. It makes me sad. It's really the sad. The Kellers were good people, and there's bad people out there who are not running a daycare for up to 15 kids. Most of them who had emotional and mental and physical needs, those yeah. are the people who should be in prison. Yeah. Well, ugh, we'll I know get, we'll get to we'll it, get but to it makes Kellers. me angry. Let's finish talking. So Dungeons & Dragons. It was created in 1974 arguably the first true role-playing game uh players took on the mantle of adventurers from a multitude of races and occupations each game had a dungeon master who would act as both a referee and storyteller by 2004 it was estimated that the game had been played over 20 by over 20 million people so would the dungeon master change the it, it would depend it would like it would be the same as if Monopoly had a Monopoly master, and every game someone had to be that. But then they killed somebody at the end of Monopoly? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Just by like shutting their lights and heat off in the middle of winter or something, because <laughs> you're a shitty landlord. Uh, in the 80s, this game really came under scrutiny from fundamentalist religious groups who thought it was basically brainwashing kids and making them into Satanists. And this started in 1979 when a 16-year-old child prodigy named James Dallas Egbert III disappeared from his room at Michigan State University. A private investigator named William Deere, who also uh, did some really interesting work on the JFK assassination. Hmm. Look it up, everybody. Uh, He was hired by James's parents to find their son. Despite apparently knowing little about role-playing games, Deer believed that Dungeons & Dragons was the cause of Egbert's disappearance. So now I don't know if I trust William Deer's JFK work after that. I don't know that I would either. And can we all agree that child prodigies are the goddamn worst? Yeah. like Fuck Bobby Fischer. I want that to be a trending Twitter thing. Fuck Bobby Fischer, yeah. yeah. Get it trending. Just like your Iron Giant one. And people will be like, why? And we'll be like, 
fuck Bobby Fisher. <laughs> just duh. Fuck, what like what? Fuck Bobby Fisher, and then just like change the subject. Yeah, because we don't really have a reason. We don't need to. Once it's trending, people will find reasons. I want fuck Bobby Fisher to be just as popular as the fact um, that the Kardashians are like a puppy mill. They cannot yeah. stop getting pregnant. They are really cranking them out. <laughs> they really are. The 19-year-old. Uh, so I watched a 10-year reunion. Yeah, I did. Uh, nice. That Ryan Seacrest hosted. I don't know why I just gave him a plug. Um, <laughs> but he did uh, host it. And and I don't know if they were pregnant then because I think Chloe was drinking uh, champagne but Kylie was talking about like, oh, yeah, I was nine when this started. You know, it's been 10 years. Like, I'm 19. I can't even drink yet. And by the way, have you seen her baby daddy? No. Who is it? Oh. Nobody you know. His name's Travis Scott. I think he's oh, uh, he's a rapper, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. You knew that? Yes. I-, I had no idea. Okay. So he's not like the most aesthetically pleasing. Am I correct? No, he's not a handsome, not a handsome oh. guy. I know she just she gets excited. She doesn't like Travis either. I mean, I get it. Such a new dimension to this podcast. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, now you know what Caitlin and I deal with <laughs> when we when we record at her house. Oh, because she's got she's got she's got puppies. the pups. Yeah. Oh, and they like to bark while Chris Hansen was talking. They really like to bark while Josh Mankiewicz was talking. So that was professional. Puppy, you're what good. What do you puppy. do? Yeah. What do you do? Get over here. Puppy. I think he's probably trying to protect you. There's like some something going on at the door. Yeah, I have a loud hallway. It's big yeah. and it echoes and she barks at people a lot. She's just getting protective. She's a good puppy and she, I love her so is. much. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that it worked out for you too. Okay, so uh, this kid, it turns out he did not disappear because of Dungeons and Dragons. He actually was suffering from depression and drug addiction and was hiding in the utility tunnels under the university during an episode of Self-Harm. Nevertheless, this prompted a number of works of fiction, including the novel Mazes and Monsters and uh, the 1982 Tom Hanks film of the same name. Egbert later died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound in 1980. Despite the evidence regarding his mental health problems, some activists believed Egbert's suicide was caused by Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, probably pay, not. It doesn't pay to be a nerd, though, you know? Yeah, definitely not. Don't be a nerd or a child prodigy. It's if the. I had a PSA. That's all it would be. Yeah. Like, go play sports. Yeah, play sports. Be uh, a cheerleader. Try to have sex before you're out of high school. Wear cool clothes. Yeah, wear cool clothes. Uh, listen to good music. Don't shower. Be, yeah, shower. Don't be, you know, have a good have a good number of social media followers oh definitely yeah get yourself established on the social meds right away (laughs) you want to trend yeah yeah as often as you can ideally you want your birth to trend Mm -hmm. but if not whatever milestone comes next you want that uh set in the twitter sphere a fire a blaze firestorm yeah i agree yeah uh, there was also another kid, Irving Lee Pulling, who died after shooting himself in the chest. There was evidence that he had a lot of mental problems and trouble fitting in, but his mom believed her son's suicide was caused by him playing Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe he had CTE. Do you, from Dungeons and, and Dragons? And he shot himself, that's why, well, he shot himself in the chest. We don't know. Have they studied? I don't think that's just a CTE thing, but I understand where you're going with that. Have they studied the um, effects that's of... That's adorable. D&D? She is being cute. I know. She wants to play. Um, 
I guess that would be for another another show. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, fitting in thing, um, it's interesting how it's like. Okay, my my kid was a nerd; he didn't fit in, but um, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Like that was obviously the issue as to why. Yeah, of course himself. he didn't fit I mean, in. Nothing. Like I would assume it's very traumatic when your child commits suicide, but to look for a reason, to actively look for a reason, something to blame it on. Like, no, your child was a nerd. Like he was unhappy. I get it. Like we've all been there. We've all been sad and like suicidal and you know, just we don't we don't feel like we fit in and I'm sorry that like he like killed himself. But yeah. um at the same time, like it's not because of the I don't think it's because of the board game. Well, you haven't heard all the evidence, Carrie. At first, Patricia Pulling attempted to sue her son's high school principal, claiming the curse placed upon her son's character during a game run by the principal was real. She also sued TSR Incorporated, the publishers of Dungeons & Dragons. Despite the court dismissing these cases, Pulling continued her campaign by forming... You ready for this? Yes. Bothered about Dungeons and Dragons or bad. That made me laugh. I was reading this in a bar during happy hour and I started laughing at bad. And then I had to look around like, did anybody see me laughing? That was so huge in the 80s. Sad. There, there was sad. I know. I know mad, which, by the way, a lot of those mothers did get pulled over for drunk driving. Yeah, there was the 80s were there were so many fucking moral ca- it's because Reagan took office and Reagan was such a conservative was it Reagan or was it Na- was it Nancy well yeah i mean it was she kind needed of something to do she had, she needed to get the to give her a thing to do just say no just say no just say no was uh, Nancy from West Virginia do you know i angie pointed this out to me for the past couple weeks that we've recorded i had a huge bag of pizza rolls in the freezer and never once cooked up a batch for us to record. That's so funny. I just, like, I didn't even put two and two together until I was finally eating them. And Angie was like, hey, you do that thing on the podcast. <laughs> you could have maybe made a deal out of that, that you have 90 pizza rolls in the freezer. And I was like, when mm, you buy pizza they're going to be in my do, stomach soon. You do buy them 90 at a time. You gotta. Yeah, the last one I bought, I was like, "Oh my god, if like pizza rolls, like why buy the small box? Well, you I get buy like 90. 13 for three ninety nine or ninety for like a dollar more, four oh eight. Yeah, it's insane. You can't afford well, not to, to buy ninety. Fiscal, fiscally responsible, especially in this this financial climate. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, totally. Can we bring back bad? Uh, Can what? we get Jeff May a bad shirt? We should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they made shirts. Well, didn't you? Didn't your Peek and Chinks make shirts? <laughs> <laughs> that was not my team. That was a team in the neighboring town of Pekin, which was super racist. Still is. Uh, you gotta love the Midwest and the South and America. There was a cross burning in Pekin, <laughs> Illinois, in the nineties. Really? Yeah, it That's was crazy. That kind of town, really shitty. Uh, so yeah. Bad launched an intensive media <laughs> campaign through conservative Christian outlets and mainstream media, including an appearance on current affairs show 60 Minutes opposite Dungeons & Dragons co-creator Gary Gigax, which with a name like that, you're asking for people to say you're, you're, there's some Satan shit See, I almost feel like that's a porn on. name. Yeah, it is Here kind it of is. a porn name. Gary Gigax with a 12-inch dongs. And if anyone wants to read more about uh, what we were just talking about, read the great 80s Dungeons and Dag- Dragons Panic on BBC News. 
Oh, yeah. Let's talk about rock music, Carrie. Let's, Let's talk Tipper Gore. What a piece of shit she was. So did you watch uh, Straight Outta Compton? Yes. Yeah. And again, so this I know is pertaining to like rock music and heavy metal, but she also had an issue with um, with rap music. And it's right. just like, what the fuck, Tipper? Yeah, it's like... Calm down. No one asked you to buy your kid a Prince album? Like, that's how this started. She bought her kid Purple Rain. Well, when I started reading through the songs, like one of them was like She Bop by Cyndi Lauper. Like, I never remember being a child being like, I bet this has to do with sex. I just remember having yeah. a catchy beat and like, like dancing and like singing to like my hairbrush in the mirror. Like, it wasn't a big deal. Like, Dress You Up by Madonna. Sex. Yeah. Tipper Gore, for anyone, I think most people know what she did. But in the 80s, she started the Parents Music Resource Center after she basically bought her kids Purple Rain for Christmas one year. And heard them listening to Darling Nikki and realized uh, she wasn't a good enough parent to successfully raise a child who never hears anything about sex or drugs until they're 18 without government intervention. Right. So she wanted the government to step in and start labeling music. Was she just like bored at home? Yeah. I mean, she was, was Al she Gore's wife. Trying to figure out a platform because Al Gore was doing stuff. I Yeah, maybe. Like she needed like a hobby and she's like, I don't really like like. Needle pointing. Yeah. Some people try to push health care through when they're in that right. situation, like Correct. Hillary Clinton in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Some people want you to put stickers on Prince albums. So I saw Prince, um, God, I think it was 2011 at the LA Coliseum. And it was so funny because I didn't realize, I think he was Jehovah's at the end. Jehovah Witness. Oh, yeah. For most of the end of his career, like most of the 2000s. Right. So he started playing Little Nicky and everyone's like, yeah. And then all of a sudden he looks at the audience. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah. And he goes to the next one and he'd do the same with Cream where he'd start to do it. And he'd be like, no, no, no. So I was like, why am I being admonished? You started <laughs> to play this, Prince. This is on you. Yeah. But when I saw him, I saw him actually three times, two times or three times. Definitely two times. Maybe three. No, it was just two. But um. He played Little Red Corvette, mm-hmm. and it's like, that's a fuck song, too. Yeah, that is true. But Very he, much so. He played it uh, solo acoustic, sitting on like a rolling office chair. Oh, my God. I love Prince so much. He was so great in concert. Let's talk about some if of- you get the chance to see Prince in concert, you should go out and <laughs> You should definitely do tickets. it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't definitely. delay. Don't. Go see Prince in concert today. ASAP. Day. Yes. Let's go through some of the songs. She the the PMRC released a list of songs. The Filthy 15, which here's the thing. If you can only find 15 really filthy songs uh, in music at the time, it's not that big of a problem. Well, again, this was just in rock. So this didn't include her other passion, which was bringing down rap music. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's getting she's pushing the definition of rock with some of these. Uh Prince Darling Nikki. That mm-hmm. that made the list for sex and masturbation. Which I, I agree with. I mean, okay, go it's ahead. a sex song for sure. Right. Uh, Sheena Easton, Sugar Walls, which, uh, did she just not like Prince? Because I think Prince wrote that too. Maybe. Uh, Judas Priest, Eat Me Alive. Okay. <laughs> just says sex. I think that's, <laughs> she'll say, she'll say homosexual. Because <laughs> Rob Halford's gay. Yep. Uh, Vanity, strap on Robbie, baby. Vanity, another Prince protege. She really protege? has a problem with Prince, yeah. yeah. Motley Crue, bastard. Violence and language is her problem with that song. 
ACDC, let me put my love into you. Nazism. We're, oh, no, sex also for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Twisted sister. We're not going to take it. Violence. Really? That was really? such softcore violence. That doesn't even count. It's like two girls, like, kind of slapping and pulling each other's hair. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's a schoolyard fight. That it the was principal more breaks a up. crime against fashion and makeup. That it was definitely that. Madonna, dress you up. Sex, which even if that's a metaphor for sex, that's such an innocuous. I agree. Song and again, I know that they're adults and think they've had sex, and I was probably in eighth grade when a lot of these came out. But I don't think I ever looked at any of these as sexual. What about uh, Animal, Fuck Like a Beast by well, that, Wasp? That one I did. That one I did, and I know that a lot of ladies like to strip to it at the club. Sure, That sure. one I, I can give tipper. Yeah, one. that one uh, That one makes a list. That one for... and Darling Nikki, so two. I give her two. How about Def Leppard, High and Dry, Saturday Night, Drug yeah. and Alcohol Use? I don't think I would have correlated it when I was that young. No. Uh, Merciful Fate, Into the Coven, Occult. Who the fuck's listening to Merciful Fate, lady? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Black Sabbath trashed drug and alcohol use. Yeah, I probably still wouldn't have got it. Mary Jane Girls in my house. Sex. Yeah, probably not. What about every other Mary Jane Girls song? All night long? Yeah, that's actually a good point. What who sang um I touch myself? The the vinyls or that was at this time, right? Was that the Divinals? Yeah, I touch myself. I don't want Anybody else? When I think about you, I just myself. Oh, I feel like I should have a tambourine. Yeah, yep. we should. We almost. Okay, next time. Next time. We'll put it next to the to the uh, Robert doll. Uh, the last two songs: Venom, Possessed, which is apparently an occult song. Which, yeah, don't listen to Venom. And Cindy Lauper, She Bop, which is about masturbation, but. You you don't get that. Don't like I still that. don't think I realized that at forty one until I just saw that it had sex and masturbation next to it. Yeah, unless it's, it's explicitly says in the song lyrics like I'm gonna fuck you and eat your twat and like yeah. come in your face. Like I'm and even then I might be like what I like the two. Most most people don't really listen to, to lyrics, lyrics, which isn't yeah. like it. And that's not a bad thing. Like like. Sometimes you don't get invested enough in a song to really want to know what's going on, but you just like the song. Like there, there's, there was this country song called I Hope You Dance, and it was uh, clearly a song that this woman had written about her children. Mm-hmm. And when you watch the video, it's even more clear because her kids are all over in the video. And I was working this insurance job in South Dakota, and this girl was training me. It was like my first day. And uh, we were talking, that song came on like the radio overhead, and she was like, oh my god, I love this song. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's about her kids. And she was like, oh, I thought it was just like a boyfriend who broke up with her, like any other song. I was like, no, exactly. clearly not, but people just don't, like, yeah, they don't especially not kids. Kids aren't going to think about Shebop that fucking hard no. to know that it's a masturbation song. But you know what? We need more masturbation songs. Now that you pointed out, you know what else is a masturbation song? What? Uh, Turning Japanese by the Vapors. I have heard that, and again, I've heard it a million times, and never put that correlation together until I think I heard that a couple years ago. And I was like, it is, yeah. And I think it's like a, I don't know, quasi kind of racist thing. As long as it's not satanic. Exactly. We should. <laughs> 
we should move on. So the the PMRC, they eventually have this. You can find all kinds of video on YouTube about uh, or video footage of it. There was eventually this big Pabka. congressional what PATG podcasters against Tipper Gore. I like that. Do we? I still have Do, my we should up. we should finger. finger. Oh, I can light mine. And up. if anybody can worry. think of a, a better name. But it has to end with against Tipper Gore. <laughs> Puppy, do you have a better name? Maybe Puppy's against Tipper Gore. I like that too. Yeah, I think uh, she does too. Yeah, you can if you go out on YouTube, you'll find a lot of footage from the congressional hearing that they eventually had over this bullshit. Frank Zappa and uh, Frank Zappa's testimony is really great. D. Snyder's testimony is really great. Or I don't know if testimony is the right word, but. Uh, even John Denver showed up because his yes. John Denver got pissed because his song Rocky Mountain High, yeah, they said, was like pot smoke. Yeah. At one point had been labeled as a drug song and it wasn't. And he got very John Denver angry. And which uh, on a scale of one to angry, how angry is that? Is that like a probably like a two or six two or oh. three? Ooh, okay. But I always wonder if John Denver was maybe one of those dudes who in the background was just like a total piece of shit. You don't know. I mean, I the way he was you portrayed in two or three, I, I see him getting angry and like tossing a rock in somebody's direction because he's angry. Yeah. But like my kind of angry is like he's putting rat poison in their coffee. So like he's very subtle about it. Like yeah. I don't want you to know I'm Gen- John Denver and I'm about to fuck you up, but I'm about to fuck you up. Yeah. But I'm doing it covertly. Right. I'm John motherfucking Mountain on High Denver. He's the den. He's the den. The den. Rest dead, in peace. Right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He died in a plane crash. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I take a lot of those Facebook quizzes now. Like, that's like my, my thing. And uh, one of them was like, do you know all these, like, I don't know, uh, music legends, I think. And uh, they'll give a little clip about them right after you get it right or wrong. Um and it talked about his plane crash, which, by the way, they had one about the Oregon Trail over the weekend. And I got it wrong. And I was like, curses, Carrie. All those times you made fun of Caitlin for reading the Oregon <laughs> Trail. She would have helped you with this question. She could have. She could have. I've seen – I saw two movies last week. Okay. Which ones? That uh, um, Logan Lucky and Kingsman Golden Circle. And they both have key moments where main characters sing – Country Roads by John Denver. Interesting. Is it Kingsman? Is that with like all those actors that just came out? Um, I guess that's fag. But yeah. Does it have Colin Firth? Yes. Yes. Okay. I've yeah. seen. I didn't realize it was more than just a Kingsman. Yeah. There's two. Th- this is the second one. The first Kingsman okay. movie is really great. I like the second one, too. It's not as good as the first, but. This is where I feel like I'm failing you. Like, unless it has like hot tubs, I don't really watch. Yeah. There might be a hot tub. Okay. Uh, then I'll watch. So so let's talk about the worst part of the 80s satanic panic, which was the sex abuse and torture scandals. Let's do it. Which this is the part where it turned into kind of a McCarthyism thing where they were just left and right. People were getting accused of literally torturing and abusing kids in satanic rituals. And what's worrisome about it is. A lot of this was spread by way of what now we would call fake news, like articles that popped up that people didn't really verify the facts and they just spread as 100%. facts. And you know what this reminds me of? Remember when remember remember when Ryan White came out with AIDS and it was like, oh, my God, don't touch him. Don't get near yeah. him. Like it, it kind of reminds me of that. It wasn't fake news, but the, it created this hysteria. Right. And it 
uh, it's you see the same thing kind of starting now with pedophilia, like yeah. that Pizzagate thing. You're talking about current day? Yeah. Okay, so I want to do an episode on how Justin Bieber now goes to church, and he was apparently not involved in a pedophilia ring. We talked about this, right? Yeah, I looked it it up. I don't know if the story is 100% true. Because they also said Nicole Kidman and somebody else was saying pedophilia is a big thing about. Well, there is, uh, who is um, from fucking Lord of the Rings? With Orlando the, Bloom with the stupid face. Orlando Bloom. No, the kid, the the younger Elijah Wood. There's uh, an interview with Elijah Wood where he says that uh, pedophilia is fucking rampant in Hollywood. And Corey Feldman too, basically said like, who wants to fuck at Corey? You know. Well, he said that's. I think he kind of implied that that's the reason Corey Haim died as young as he did because well, he had so many Corey mental Haim died of issues. pneumonia, but Corey Haim was fucked up in the yeah, head, yeah. and he alluded into. If you ever watched the two Corys, he alluded to being touched during one of their episodes when they were talking. Right. He's like, "Man, you know, like what happened? I mean, it was crazy. It was so raw." And I'll be honest, like Corey Haim was fucked up, um, but like in that moment, like. And it was a reality show. Like your heart kind of went out to him. Where and you like, can you imagine being this cute little kid? He's twelve. You're making all these people money, and they're like passing you around. And I don't doubt for a second that happened. Drew Barrymore. I don't doubt for a second either because when you think about that's just a thing that happens in professions where adults interact with kids a lot. Yeah, you get people who are drawn to those professions so they can have access to those kids. That's what happened with. Uh, Catholic priests and that huge fucking scandal. There's no reason it wouldn't be happening in Hollywood right. too, and it would actually. That we should do an episode about that. Yeah, that's but I, interesting. I don't know if the and Justin then watch your building like catch on fire. Probably, <laughs> winter would bark and get us out of here though. We'd be the four who would survive. Yeah, she would strap on a parachute, <laughs> and we would grab onto her, and she would good float puppy. us down. Good puppy. She's so good. She's so good. All right, so let's talk about these. Uh, Sex abuse and torture scandals. There were tons of people in the 80s and 90s who were accused of really, really awful crimes. Dozens of them convicted with no physical evidence. And it was fueled by, I don't remember if you, I don't know if you remember how big this was in the 80s, but repressed memories. That became such a thing in the 80s. And that's how most of these people who went to prison for satanic abuse scandals were convicted well a lot of them i believe um they said were coached by their psychologist who again if you've seen the keepers on netflix and we're about to get into that on our other podcast why why is your crime but they show one girl who's like screaming and they talk about oh yeah like she's like reliving a gang rape but she was never gang raped but like her psychologist or psychiatrist like at some point tricked her into believing this happened as a repressed memory yeah, that's that's uh, mostly what happened with these cases in the 80s. And then there was also the media. There were like it wasn't information wasn't as easy to access back then. So rumors really got spread as fact pretty easily. Like the me and Connor McSpadden just did an uh, episode of our podcast about the Beatles, the, the conspiracy theory that the Beatles never existed. And the the way the Paul is dead conspiracy started was some kid writing for a school newspaper at Drake University wrote an article kind of half serious questioning whether maybe Paul McCartney had died, which he had not. Yeah. Uh, And then another kid at another college wrote like a 
joke response to it and included all these clues saying, well, these this is evidence that Paul died. And that fucking conspiracy theory has been going since then. And that was like the late 60s. And it's because it got picked up as actual news because people didn't have a way to check this shit. Hashtag uh, Paul McCartney and John Denver died in a plane crash. <sighs> Rest in peace. R.I.P. Yep. R.I.P. Uh, so, yeah, that's or that's <laughs> that's what happened with this in the 80s. It was also a lot of fake news. Uh, there were tons of... But there wasn't a way to fact check back then. Right. It, There's it, a lot just... of fake news now when there are times, because Caitlin and I do true crime, people will send us stories and it's so over the top that I'm like, almost like the Todd Kohlheb thing, where I'm almost like, oh my God, this is so over the top. Is it right. fake news or is it real news? But that's why I ask about every story that comes to us now. But there really wasn't a way to check back then. Right. And as a result, that that combination of things, a lot of people ended up in prison this is just uh, a list of allegations that were made against people who ended up being uh, not guilty. 1980, Michelle Remembers was a supposedly true account of a young girl's torture at the hands of a secret coven of Satanists in Victoria, British Columbia. Michelle Smith recovered, and that is in quotes, her memories while in therapy and under hypnosis by a therapist whom she later married. That would be another good episode because a lot of those therapists prey on young girls. They get married and then the girls end up uh, turning and like killing them or something. What was that one? Um, the something with the with the tattoo girl with the something tattoo. The girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, if you watch that, it was I think the same thing. Where the, I haven't ever seen that. I need to watch. You have it to watch. I mean, it's fiction, but sure. at the same time, I feel like I've seen a few stories like that. Like in true crime where there'll be like a young vulnerable girl who has to go to a psychiatrist who's like 20, 30 years her senior. At some point it becomes romantic. They end up getting married and having children. And then she fucking at some point explodes and kills them or something crazy happens, which, you know, don't play with fire. Yeah. Bobby Fisher. Fucking Bob. Hashtag (laughs) fuck Bobby Fisher. Fuck Bobby Fisher. God damn it. Uh, 1982, Marianne Barbour believed her two young step-granddaughters, step-granddaughters, were being sexually abused, and eventually the children accused their father, Alvin McQuan. The girls were placed in the Barbour's care, relentlessly grilling her two charges. Marianne Barbour reported that they had been used in prostitution and pornography, tortured, made to watch snuff films, and forced to allow animals to eat pet food out of their vaginas. That's what I'm saying. I think, like, I can be, like, like a crazy bitch, but, like, I don't think, like, I would ever do anything this perverted to myself. But, okay, so we're not talking right. about me. No, no, no. Oh, okay. So, just in general, yeah, no, th- these allegations, again, are over the top. They are a little over the top, yeah. And it was... Uh, there were uh, seemed like a lot of, a lot out of British Columbia. Rumors in Victoria, British Columbia, spread about the planned kidnapping of a newborn baby by Satanists for sacrifice. 1983, Judy Johnson accuses Ray Bucky, a 25 year old worker at the McMartin Preschool in Manhattan Beach, California, of sodomizing her two year old preverbal son. Oh, that was a badly timed. <laughs> 
Wow, finger me. I did. We might as well finger after that. That Let's was finger for prenatal vaginosis. That was, was a, poorly timed air horn. It, it was right I there. was into it, and I was over here cheering like you just scored a goal. And, that, <laughs> and now puppies running in the, the room. This, What's up? Do you want a finger? Hey, do you make? <laughs> no. <laughs> do we eat pet food out of anybody? No, no. Around you? Uh-uh, no. Okay. I'm sorry, puppy. I didn't know. Uh, 1984. 208 counts of child abuse involving 40 children are laid against Ray Bucky, the owners of the... Sorry, I read that wrong. 1984. 208 counts of child abuse involving 40 children are laid against the owners of the McMartin School and four teachers... Preschool children in a Miami daycare accused Frank Fuster and his 17-year-old wife of abusing them. Allegations included pornography, the drinking of urine, eating of feces, etc. Clinton Attorney General Janet Reno was involved in this case. Frank Fuster, still in prison. What if Janet Reno is the one who drank urine and ate feces? It could be. This could have been just her. She looks like just a trash compactor. For like, like she would just unhinge her lower jaw. Yeah. And you could just like throw whatever you wanted in there. Like a carnival game. We should try it if we ever see it. <laughs> yes, we should. Uh, 1985, daycare operator Sandra Craig is accused of assaulting children with a screwdriver and a stick. You know what? Tools are used for one reason and only one reason. The stick, maybe. Yeah. Animal torture and taking nude photographs. She's sentenced to 10 years in prison. James Rodriguez and five others are charged and convicted of sexual abuse of two young brothers in California. Accusations include infanticide. And these are all people that their charges included basically satanic rituals that in almost every case did not happen. 1986, James Watt goes on trial with multiple counts of child abuse at a private daycare. 18 children testified to various acts of abuse Defense lawyers said that children initially denied abuse, but told, quote, bizarre stories after repeated interviews. Watt is sentenced to 165 years. Daycare workers in Carson City are accused of abusing 14 children. Children told of the murders of adults, animal killings, drinking blood, and other rituals. How would this shit be happening with no one, like we brought this up. I, I mentioned on the Monday show that we were going to talk about this on this podcast. The minute one kid got dropped off at a daycare and wasn't returned, that would be the end of that story. And almost every one of these stories involve multiple people showing up to these daycares and never coming back. That, like, where are well, the missing okay. persons? So cases? this says daycare workers in Carson are accused of abusing 14 children. Children told of the murders of adults, animal killings, drinking blood, and other rituals. So uh, where are those dead adults? Well, also, like, 14 children, like, if it is coerced, and I'm not saying that it isn't, but it's like, how do you get 14 children to say... It, it blows my mind that it's like you could potentially, and again, I know we're going to get to the Kellers, um, you could potentially get all these kids to fixate on something that very possibly isn't real, and manifest it into ruining somebody's life. Yet there are people out there who do heinous crimes. Yeah, and for they're sure. just walking around. Let's uh, 
all of, so so yeah, all of these acts were attributed to a hypothetical satanic cult, and all of these rumors merged in order to form kind of one elaborate story, which was that around the nation there was this underground satanic cult that was operating and basically killing kids and using them for satanic rituals. And it uh, is a thing that just kind of grew and grew throughout the 80s into the 90s. Uh, the, uh, in, in 1994, the federal government conducted a five-year study into the allegations, costing the taxpayers $750,000. Money well spent. Oh, yeah, for sure. I thought I was bad with money. The study concluded the rumor of satanic cults in daycares were unequivocally false. Despite this, pop culture latched onto the scandal with children's books about satanic rituals and songs about it, such as Joan Baez's Play Me Backwards. The New York Times wrote in 1994, citing a study by the National Center on Abuse and Neglect that found not a single substantiated case of cult sex abuse among more than 11 thousand reported to psychiatric and police workers also during this time 70 percent of people believed in existence of satanic cults and believe the fbi and police were deliberately ignoring the cults because that's what the police do well, uh yeah you don't know. yeah i mean in some cases but here this was like young white kids getting murdered the police aren't gonna fucking ignore that but again did you watch the keepers well no i okay, guess so there's different sex of white kids sex S-E-C-T-S, my accent. What? Sex? Yeah, sex. <laughs> sex with white kids. Go sex. on. This is weird. Um, sex of white kids. Um, so then is like you've got to also look at uh, like what's their social class and standing. Uh, right. Are they uh, male or female? Um, but this is, this is a different thing where the Keepers was an incident that actually happened. This was, this was a moral panic. Like this was all across the but country. But do you not think any of this was true? I'm sure some of them happened, but they have... I feel like these probably didn't happen, and there's things out there that I did mean, happen that we didn't... There's a difference between kids getting abused or sexually abused at daycares and satanic ritual I agree. abuse. I agree. And I think these are the cases that involved people saying they're worshiping the devil and hurting Do you think Aphrodite kids. Jones would agree? And do you think an owl was involved? I think owls do... Most murders. <laughs> yes. And, and most satanic rituals. And 9 11. Yes. Why didn't we talk about that on our 9 11 episode? I don't know. Those talons can melt steel beams. They're very strong. And they had like a bunch of passengers on their wings. Right. Exactly. Mm. Where'd the passengers go? <laughs> I still want that owl brought to justice. I know. What's your deal with owls? <sighs> I just don't think they're as fucking smart as they say they are. Understandable. All right. So let's end by talking about the worst, absolute worst case of uh, people wrongly accused of satanic abuse. I don't know if it's the worst, but it's definitely up there. <laughs> well, the, the, yeah. I mean, there are people still in prison, but the Kellers at least are out now. Um, they they weren't the only ones to be falsely accused. But they did serve a whole lot of time in prison. This story, and I wish I could remember <laughs> if it was on like 48 Hours or Dateline. Like you watched them and they were just like the sweetest, most oh, loving yeah, couple. Yeah. yeah, I've seen the Dateline episode too. They're... Was it? Okay, was it Dateline? I th- yeah, I think it was. Okay. 
So, and it was just like, oh, here's this couple who takes in uh, children, up to 15 children who are like emotionally, uh, mentally, physically like recessed and they'll watch them. And it was basically, it was the wife's, that's what she wanted to do. And the husband's like, I love the wife. And so I'm in. And then. And then Fran and Dan Keller were falsely accused of satanic rituals. They were convicted in 1992 for sexual molestation after children from their daycare center accused them variously, get ready, of serving blood-laced Kool-Aid, wearing white robes, cutting the heart out of a baby, flying children to Mexico to be raped by soldiers, using Satan's arm as a paintbrush, burying children alive with animals, Throwing them in a swimming pool with sharks? Sharks are a saltwater fish. I you agree. Just... That's the one out of all of these. And I was like, I don't know that that really happened. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows sharks And I like that pools. after throwing them in a swimming pool with sharks, it just says shooting them <laughs> and resurrecting them after they had been shot. This is either a few very creative children or... A really creative psychiatrist I can't interviewing rem- them. Okay, so I think you go into how it started. Well, it, uh, yeah, the Fran- Fran's Daycare Center, uh, it opened in 1989. It had cages of rabbits. It had a pony named Dancer. <gasps> good pony. You're a good pony. You don't fuck dudes to death. <laughs> that was a zoo reference. That was a zoo reference. Not the CBS show, though, <laughs> the documentary about. Zoo. Fucking horses. fucking horses. Oh, I wish we were live oh, streaming. I, I, so, wa- I know. So I, watched, saw that. Uh, I watched the fucking with Keith. Yeah, you told me. Yeah. Horrifying, right? Um, I'll be honest. The guy's ass was not bad. Uh, I mean, like, before he got injected. How was that horse? It was, like, at least a foot, if not more. I um, mean, it was huge. It was at least my, I guess, my whole arm. Maybe, uh, maybe from the elbow to my... Fingers. That's a significant amount of it's dick. Ex- yeah, and it was girthy. Ooh. So here's the other thing. So then you have the guy who's jacking the horse off, getting ready to put the horse dick into the butt. And then you have the guy who's filming. So it's just like, how did those two escape as not being accessories? Yeah. To a horse ass raping or whatever it was. Yeah. That that's horse some, is that's aggressive. That's bullshit. And then the horse got gelded. God damn it. All right. Uh, The couple, Fran and Dan, lived at the same house. Fran in her 40s, Dan in his 50s. They cared for about 15 children each day. In 1991, the allegations began as a single accusation from a three-year-old girl with known behavioral problems. Worried parents sent their children to therapists where they came back with tales pulled straight from horror movies. Parents began to reinterpret day-to-day activities at the daycare as sinister omens. The Kellers had once sent children home with American flags. One parent told the Vancouver Sun, the flag, quote, reminds them, don't tell. Which, what? That's so such bullshit. Like, that's <laughs> such a children... fucking stretch. <laughs> Did the children have to take a knee also? <laughs> the uh, At one point in the investigation... Uh, the statesman wrote police had a suspect list of 26 ritual abusers, including many of the Keller's neighbors and a respected Austin police captain. As an appeals court judge recounted decades later, one girl claimed that Dan Keller had come to her house and had cut her dog's 
vagina with a chainsaw until it bled that she was taken to a cemetery where after a person dressed like a policeman threw a person in a hole, Daniel Keller shot the person who had been thrown into the hole and cut up the body with a chainsaw while all the children helped. Like if that was during my nap time, I would have been so pissed. Yeah, I would have been really salty. And you feel like yeah. I feel like some of the kids, even if they got those flags, one of those kids would have broke and said something when they got home. Anyway, the Kellers were convicted after a six. Really quickly, a dog's vagina. Like I don't think like it's not like a woman's vagina. You know what I mean? Like it. I, and it's not I, like I, I don't know if I could tell you where Winter's vagina was. And it's not like you can cut a dog's vagina with a chainsaw until it bleeds. And so the you can either murder there? a dog in the vagina by hitting it with a chainsaw there, or like you cannot touch like a dogs dog. Or like yeah, they're they're flight or. Fr- Fight or flight. Like, it's not like the dog is yes. just going to get a little abrasion and be like, oh, like, <laughs> you're going to kill that dog the minute that chainsaw touches it. Or it's going to feel it and fucking run the fuck off. Like, wh- yeah. what are you talking about? Was no one like, kid, come on. Do you not know how a chainsaw but, works? But it here, did. Here, take this chainsaw and show me on this dog what they did. Right. It, 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 it takes the t- show me like where on the bear. Show, show me where on the Robert Dolly, which is what you have me and Caitlin do week after week. Like where well, if you, Jeff May's ghost touched If you would you. just stop touching Caitlin, <laughs> then we wouldn't have to do it every week. I apologize. Uh, the Kellers were convicted after a six-day trial in 1992, not of chainsawing a dog's vagina, what? but of aggravated sexual assault based on the word of children and police and a single piece of physical evidence, an apparent wound on a girl's vagina. The doctor who had testified about the wounds on a little girl's vagina had since reconsidered after learning more about the female anatomy. What the fuck? Like, you're a doctor. You should know. Yeah, the fe- it's always female, changing. It is always it's changing. It's always changing. Always yeah. evolving. You never know when they're going to drop like a, a snow new... globe. It's you never just, know when they're going to release a new, land. a new OS. Are you going to have to get a new phone, an update? You never mm-hmm. you never know. Very much an update, yeah. Yep. Uh, he told the Chronicle, uh, or the, the Chronicle, I'll be straight up honest with you. I could have been wrong. Jesus. State troopers had once flown over a cemetery investigating claims that the Kellers took children there to dig up a grave. Evidence at the trial showed the earth had indeed been disturbed, but a cemetery worker told uh, a cemetery worker told the uh, Chronicle that the coffin in that particular grave kept sinking, and the occupant's son regularly came by and threw more dirt on it. Thus, the disturbance. So, uh, what happened with the Kellers? They eventually went to prison. They were convicted. They served nearly 22 years. This makes me want to flip a table. Like the evidence, and again, I know this is like related to us, but the evidence that they were convicted on, it's just like I don't understand how a jury would work. And maybe it depends on the state because different states has to be a unanimous vote. Uh, other states, it's like it has to be like a partial vote. It just makes me wonder like 22 years of your life. And honestly, like these are good, like you can tell they're just fucking good people. It just makes you so angry where it's like, what evidence were they looking at? And if there was more than what I'm reading, like, I would really love to know because none of this makes yeah. any sense to me. Well, yeah, they were they served 22 years in prison. Uh, they were released in 2013. Good after, for you, Kellers. 
after years of work by journalists and lawyers to expo- expo- expose. <laughs> this is what happens when you start drinking. Expose. Some of our O's, like we start talking like we're from like Fargo. Expose me, puppy. Uh, by work by, they served nearly 22 years in prison. <laughs> Before a court released them in 2013, after years of work by journalists and lawyers to expose what proved to be a baseless case against them. They were released in 2013. During this time, uh, they they still had to appeal their charges. They basically had to face a new trial. During this time, they were considered sexual predators and lived off the kindness of friends and social security. And in June, finally... In June 2017, three fucking months ago, they were finally fully exonerated and awarded $3.4 million from a state fund. Carrie, finger me. Yeah, I'm not. It's good. We're not. We're not reaching. <laughs> yeah, no, we were fine. I just I couldn't make the noises that Caitlin does. Oh, I see. I mean, we all knew she's the voice person. Um, I say we have the Kellers at Chet's. Yeah. Can we sort that hashtag? What if we get there and they're just like, all right, where are the kids? <laughs> and then it turns out we were all wrong. Yeah, we're all wrong. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen because what I would like to do <laughs> is for them to go to Chet's house and like he's wearing pajamas as he does making musicals with puppets in the back. Dan Keller sees Winter and goes, Puppy, I got something for you. Pulls out a chainsaw. Yeah, and then hurts her vagina. She says, Who has what for me? Hi, Pop. Oh, Poppers. She is a good puppy. She loves you. All right. So that was the 80s satanic panic. This was fun. This was a good episode. Yeah, it was good. I still I would still like to start some uh tweeter twin twins. Some what? <laughs> don't drink. This is why I don't drink ever. This is my first drink ever, and I'm sorry that you guys had to listen to it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm both both I, of us. I want some of our tweets to start twending trending. <laughs> Can winner say it for me better? We'll 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 figure it out. <laughs> Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? When does yeah, this? Not uh, really. Post? This goes up this week, Thursday. Uh, I'm going to be hosting um, an all girls comedy show at uh, the Garage in Culver City. Very nice. Um, and it will be uh, sponsored by LOCA, which is the Ladies at Comedy Association. So I will be hosting if you want to come down and uh, hang out and have a salad and uh, a drink. And How do I get booked on that? <clears throat> I just need to chainsaw your dick into a <laughs> vagina. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> what do you have, Adam? Oh, you know, just subscribe to the rest of our podcast on Patreon. Oh, we have a live podcast. You're doing the live podcast still, October 28th, yeah. right? At the Hollywood Hotel. It's a Saturday if, night. If I'm still in, I just I keep feeling like I'm trying to like double dash my way in to make like am I still in? Am I still in? You're it's the al- same with hosting once Caitlin's gone. I'm like, am I in? You're always in. I know, I don't we love know. you, Carrie. I have insecurity issues. Come out and see me and Carrie Martin and Quincy Johnson and Jeff May. It'll be a lot of fun. At the Live Unpops podcast at the Hollywood Hotel, October twenty eighth. I'm not 100% sure what time it starts yet, but we will let you know. But it's free. Come out. We're going to have drinks. Come out. There will be drinks. You get to hang out with us. You get to watch us. There'll be pot that I won't smoke, but if you have anything stronger. It's a really good area to smoke weed with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Winter will be there headlining. Is winter coming? Oh, now she's getting in her bed. (laughs) We are almost done recording, puppy. Nine o'clock. She's she's bedtime. She's nappy noodle. Oh, she's a good puppy. Yeah, she is. She's nappy noodle at nine. And it's 8.15, so we wore her out. 
All right. Let's, I think we're out. Let's get out of here. Carrie, say goodbye. Goodbye, Boo. Caitlin, say goodbye. Oh. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.